Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I'm your host, Pastor Joan Nauman. Uh, this morning, I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Mark chapter 6, verses 17 through 29. Uh, this section is a rather gruesome account of the death of John the Baptist. This was an account that my daughter was telling me about uh, the other day, and she had a few details mixed up, so thought it, maybe we would uh, uh, focus on this as our devotional thought for today. Uh, it is in our uh, daily Bible reading on our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Uh, there's a daily posting for a reading that you can do from the Old Testament, New Testament, and the book of Psalms or Proverbs. And if you go to, through those readings every day, uh, you'll read the whole Bible in a year. So today from Mark chapter 6, verses 17 through 29. For Herod himself had sent and laid hold of John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Then an opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a feast for his nobles, the high officers and the chief men of Galilee. And when Herodias' daughter herself came in and danced and pleased Herod and those who sat with him, the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He also swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, up to half my kingdom. So she went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king, was, the king was exceedingly sorry, yet because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When the disciples heard of it, they came and took away his corpse and laid it in a tomb. Now, there's a lot of Herods in the Bible, and so sorting them out can be somewhat challenging and difficult sometimes. But the, the Herod who was uh, the king at the time of the birth of Jesus is known as Herod the Great. And Herod the Great was the one, as you know, who was quite jealous of this newborn king and so had all the baby boys in Bethlehem uh, put to death uh, out of fear for this newborn king uh, that the wise men had told him about. But the Herod in our text today is not that Herod the Great. That Herod, we know, died. And so we see his son now, Herod Antipas, uh, who is one of the sons of Herod the Great. He is now ruling in his place. Now, Herod uh, Antipas had a brother whose name was Philip. So there's these two, you can think, uh, the, the patriarch of the family is Herod the Great. Two, bro two brothers, children of Herod the Great, are Herod Antipas and Philip. Now, Herodias, the wife of Herod in our text, was apparently the granddaughter of Herod the Great, which would make these two men, Herod and Philip, her uncles. And so our text tells us that first Herodias was married to her uncle Philip, and then later Herodias divorces Philip, Herod Antipas divorces his first wife, 
who was the daughter of a Nabataean king, in order to marry Herodias. So not only do we see incestuous relationships going on here, we also see a great amount of divorce taking place, just a lot of corruption and gross misuse of power, just a real focus on the things of man and the sinfulness and lusts of the flesh, and not upon the things of God. And so when John the Baptist rightly calls out both Herod and Herodias for this sinful thing, as in verse 18 it says, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife, not to mention the fact that she's your niece, uh, not to mention the fact that you were both already married. Uh, this made Herodias mad, and she wanted to kill him, but she couldn't because our text says Herod was afraid of John, knowing he was a just and holy man, and so he would protect him. So Herod ar arrested John, but he did not uh, put him to death, and he didn't want to put him to death. He, he recognized the authority and the standing that John had as a just and holy man, so he must have had taken the time to speak to him. But here we can see the, really the difference between a head knowledge of Christianity and a heart knowledge of Christianity because it seems as though Herod had the opportunity to speak to John and he recognized him as a just holy man. But and he had, So he had this head knowledge of uh, what his relationship should be with the true God. But the corruption of the world, the lust of the flesh and all these other things, the, the feasting and the, the, the food and the drink and so forth, these things all distracted Herod to the point that he just, it was in his head, but it never made its way to his heart. And so we see here in our text that on a, a birthday of Herod, he was giving a great feast for many of the most important people in the whole land there, that Herodias' daughter. And so now this, this we would imagine this would not be Herod's uh, daughter because it just says Herodias' daughter. Um, so you would think this would be both his niece through his brother Philip and also his great niece through his relationship with Herodias and yeah so just kind of an icky situation but she comes in and she dances likely doing a very suggestive dance that had pleased Herod and all those others with her and so she he makes this foolish oath that he you know he really wasn't even in position to give which is I'll give you whatever you ask up to half my kingdom and she of course goes and checks with her mother uh, who give, tells her to ask for the head of John the Baptist John, the king makes this foolish oath and even worse than that, keeps the foolish oath. Certainly making a foolish oath is a sin, but that doesn't lead, should not lead to another sin. And so if we make a foolish oath, that doesn't mean we should sin again just because we made the oath in ending someone's life. But the king, uh, attempting to be a man of his word, uh, follows through with it and uh, takes the head of John the Baptist. It's really a tragic story here, and really an awful situation that is brought about by corruption, by hate, by jealousy, by distrust and mislike and just you know the, you can think of the the politics and all everything involved here just a very nasty situation that takes place here and results in the death of John the Baptist and yet I think in this we can see a beautiful foreshadowing of the death of Jesus Christ because wasn't it also corruption in the Jewish ranks and in the uh, Roman ranks that led to the crucifixion of Jesus uh, Jesus was in no way deserving of death, and, and neither was John. You know, John, he was a sinner just like the rest of us, but he'd done nothing that deserving of having his head put on a platter other than speaking against the sin that he had seen in the highest levels of Roman court. And because of that, uh, he was put to death. And the same thing with Jesus. You know, he came to point out not just the sins of one or two people, but the sins of all people. And he pointed to the corruption that was taking place among the Pharisees and among the Roman rulers as well. And because of that, they hated him. They wanted to put him to death. And so he was wrongfully put to death just as John was wrongfully put to death. 
So John gives an unmistakable foreshadowing of what would await Jesus. Rejection, hostility, violence, all these things were coming uh, for the Christ, assuming that they could overcome the Lord. Now, John was just a, was a human being, and so his death was final, but not the case with our Savior Jesus. Jesus died on the cross, but he did not remain dead. He overcame violence and cruelty and death and unfairness. He defeated sin, death, and the power of the devil through his death on the cross, and because of that, now eternal life is ours. And that's the same hope that John the Baptist had. You know, it's a tragic story as we read it, and it, you know, th- think to yourself, well, Think about maybe what work John could have done if he would have lived longer, or perhaps God could have used him in a role in some other way in his life. But that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was to bring his good and faithful servant home to heaven. John had fulfilled his role. He was the forerunner of Christ. He had pointed to Christ. He had uh, pointed to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He had said, He must increase and I must decrease. And now uh, his work was over. And so the Lord used this even this corrupt situation, this uh, vile uh, family that had done all these evil things to put John to death, but in so doing, God brought to himself his great servant, John the Baptist, who had fulfilled his role and had fulfilled his purpose and is now home in heaven with the Lord where there was no more pain or sorrow or suffering and was now enjoying the splendors of God in heaven for all eternity. And so too for each of us when the Lord ends our lives, whether it be uh, after a good, long, healthy life, or whether it be from the headsman's axe, as with John, we can trust that when this life ends, uh, eternal life will be ours, uh, both soul and eventually after Judgment Day, body and soul as well. And so praise be to God who delivered John the Baptist from this evil world, uh, even though it seemed as though evil had triumphed over him. In truth, God is the one who has triumphed over evil, and so too for each one of us. And may we remember that during this Lenten season, as we keep our eyes focused on the cross, that that is why Jesus went there, to defeat death for us, to win salvation for John the Baptist and for everyone who believes in him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the example you showed to us through your cousin, John the Baptist. Thank you for the life that he was able to live and preparing the hearts of the people for you. Bless each of us as we go about as a, in a similar way, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the knowledge of salvation that has worked in our hearts with others as we have the opportunity to as well. Help us to call evil what is evil. Help us to point to the gospel when hearts need to be healed. And most of all, Lord, keep us in those precious promises that you have given to us and sustain us in our faith until that day when you call us out of this evil world to be with yourself in heaven. We pray these things in your saving name. Amen. All right, a couple uh, updates and announcements for you today. Uh, we are still awaiting word back from Pastor Mike Gurath, who received the call uh, be about 10 days ago now uh, to help serve us here in our work and ministry at Emmanuel Lutheran Church and School. Uh, so we'll see uh, what he has to say and what, how the Spirit leads him, and pray that God would bless him through this deliberation, that it may go well. Uh, today, later on today, uh, our Lenten services continue. We have a 2 p.m. and a 6 p.m. service. Uh, today, Pastor George Duman from Salem Lutheran Church over in Eagle Lake is coming as we consider the topic, Who Was Seeking Our Savior's Death? And he'll be exploring the person of Judas Iscariot and see how he was seeking to put Jesus to death. Next week, Pastor Nathaniel Mayhew from Grace Lutheran Church Sleepy Eye and also Faith Lutheran Church New Ulm uh, will be coming to preach to us about the Roman soldiers who are seeking our Savior's death. Uh, 
Uh, tomorrow we'll be having a funeral service at 11 a.m. for Ron Rob. There will be a visitation at 10 o'clock the hour before that as well. Pray that God would bless the Rob family as they go through this process of saying goodbye to their loved one, but also trusting in the promises of Jesus that eternal life now belong to Ron. Uh, the CLC tournament is coming up March 8th through the 10th, so there will be no school that uh, Thursday and Friday uh, as we prepare for the CLC tournament in Eau Claire. Uh, that Friday as well, there will be a uh, Red Cross blood drive, so if you're not going to Eau Claire, hope you can come in and donate blood. Uh, the senior class is putting on uh, hosting once again that blood drive March 8th. Uh, the week after that, Saturday, March 16th, is Alumni Day. Uh, you can look for details on that in the bulletin. And then finally, uh, Arts Camp is coming up March 22nd through the 24th, which would be Palm Sunday weekend leading us into Holy Week. I believe Arts Camp still needs some volunteers, so if you're able to help with that, you can find more information in the bulletin as well. Our prayer list today is uh, shrinking down a little bit. Uh, we keep in our prayers our cancer patients, John Hine, Marlene Hanel, and Jim Leon. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today, which is hymn 272 in the Red Hymnal. This is the only hymn in the whole hymnal that is in the category of St. John the Baptist. When all the world was cursed by Moses' condemnation, St. John the Baptist came with words of consolation. With true forerunner zeal, the greater one he named, and him as yet unknown, as Savior he proclaimed. Before he yet was born, he leaped in joyful meeting, confessing him as Lord whose mother he was greeting. By Jordan's rolling stream, a new Elijah bold, he testified of him of whom the prophets told. Behold the Lamb of God that bears the world's transgression, whose sacrifice removes the enemy's oppression. Behold the Lamb of God who beareth all our sin, who for our peace and joy will full atonement win. Thrice blessed every one who heeds the proclamation, which John the Baptist brought, accepting Christ's salvation. He who believes this truth and comes with love unfeigned, has righteousness and peace in fullest measure gained. O grant, the Lord of love, that we receive rejoicing, the word proclaimed by John, our true repentance voicing, that gladly we may walk upon our Savior's way until we live with him in his eternal day. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.